Yeah. But they can go to the bar and get soused and lit up and drunk and wake up with someone the next morning. They don't know who they are or how they got there, but that doesn't make them feel uneasy. Apparently, that's when they should have been speaking in tongues because if it was of the devil, that would have been that night. Wouldn't it? Now, any old church, talking about any old church. Right. People don't come here because... I don't know. I'm not even hitting all of them. You've probably heard different things. You know, preacher preaches too long. Preacher pre freezes them out in the pews. Got the air at 63 degrees. You know, whatever it is. Some people don't want to come to a church where they worship. They don't want, they want to come to a church where they can walk in and walk out in 45 minutes and they've checked it off the list and it's good and, it's, and, and, it's, and that's all they've got to do. For the week. Church is done for the week. But you see, I really believe, and I believe that you believe, so I believe that we all believe the same thing. I believe that walking with the Lord is like a relationship. Right. I believe that walking with the Lord is a daily thing. It's not just it's not just a you know once a week deal. Right. I'm married to my wife and I don't just see her once a week. Now, there may be times where she would wish that she would only see me once a week <laughs> when I'm grouchy. When she says that I'm grouchy, you mean the times that I don't I've never seen it. I've never, you've never seen when you're grouchy. How do you know when you're grouchy? You mean? Somebody looking at you and says, you're awful grouchy. You didn't know it. How, how do you spell grouchy? I see Amy in the mornings. I see her sometimes at noon. I see her when, when she texts me in the middle of the day and she says, if I could just have a Coke Zero with lime in it from Sonic. Part of me says, honey, you've got a vehicle. Get in your car and go get it. That part is under the blood. All right, we put it under the blood. So I shut off the mower, turn off the weed eater, whatever I'm doing at that moment in time, and I run to Sonic, and I get it for her. Why? Because we're in relationship, and I want her to be happy. I want to meet her needs, her desires, her wants. It's the same way in the kingdom. We are married to Jesus Christ. We are part of the church. We are part of the church of the, of the kingdom of heaven on the earth here. Right. We are part of what's called the ecclesia. You ever heard of that? You're going to learn Greek today. Ecclesia. The ecclesia means a calling out. A calling out. We are the called out ones. God has called us out. Out of all the people that ever lived in the world before us or after us, God has called you and I. He has specifically called Marcus Zimmerman. Whoa. Marcus, out of all the crazy families you could have been born into, you got us. We got you. And there for a while, I didn't know where you came from. You had blonde curly hair. All the others had dark straight hair. 
What are you doing? Yeah. Just, I'll tell you later. I can't explain it now. We had all the families in the world. Here you are. Here I am. Here we are together. The called out ones. It's especially in a religious congregation, a Jewish synagogue, or a Christian community of members on earth, or saints in heaven, or both. We are saints of the Most High. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We're part of the church, the called out ones. Right. Therefore, we have a responsibility. Right. And you all being here today, I am so grateful that you're here. And I want to preach to encourage you today. And I want to preach to and I want to preach to encourage, and I want to preach to um, to motivate us that we go deeper in the Lord, that we go deeper in Him and higher in Him, that we start to go after the things of the Lord in a more intense way than we ever have before. Man, Alex, you don't know how many times in the last two months I've just thanked the Lord for what he's doing in your life. I go, I say, Lord, don't make it too hard on him. Don't make it too painful, but keep doing what you're doing. If you got to put him on the table and put his feet in the stirrup, whatever you got to do, Lord, do it to him. Yeah. If you got to turn us inside out, make us what you want us to be. If you got to apply pressure, make it what you want us to be. Amen? Amen? God, what are you doing here? Now, the church has some responsibility. Number one, the Lord said, it's got binding power. All right? First of all, he said, the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. You're on the winning side. I'm on the winning side. We're on the winning side. Brothers and sisters, you just hang in there. We're on the winning side. It doesn't look like it sometimes. But the game is not over. It doesn't right. look like it sometimes, but the buzzer has not sounded for the final time. Time is still rolling. Right. And so here we are. We realize that we're sitting in an institution that the gates of hell cannot and will not prevail against the church. You just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. Johnny, just keep showing up. Bobby, just keep showing up. Get your washing fixed. Okay. What's the mixing valve? I ought to be a consultant. You remember when we turned it on and the water run for a minute, then it stopped? It was that, that when it stopped, the hot water was shut down. Amen. So listen, if you're having trouble with your appliances, call me. I'll come out and diagnose it. I will not move them. I don't want to load them anywhere. But I will look at them and turn them on and say, this might be it. Call so-and-so. Amen. That'll be it for a fee of $75. Okay, here you go. Guess what? You just keep showing up, Bobby. You just keep showing up, Johnny. Donnie, you just keep showing up. Don't stop showing up. The moment you stop showing up, that's when problems set in. Because once you start not showing up, it's hard to start showing up again. Because that's what people tell me. People say, when they've left church and they're trying to get back, they say, oh, it's so hard to get back.
get back. You know why? Because the devil is going to fill your Sundays with something. He's going to fill it with, you know what? It's Sunday. This is my only day off. Therefore, I'm going to eat bacon and eggs. And I'm going to sleep in. And then by the time I get done, comb my hair and everything. And by the time I get done, oh, it's past church time, so I can't go to church again. And you know what? The longer you go, the weaker you get. Right. Church is like a filling station. You gotta have church. Jesus came to set up church on the earth. That's what he came to do. He came to set up church on the earth. And I love it the way people say, ah, oh, you ain't gotta go to church to be saved. Oh, you know, that's just for weak minded people. Oh, you know, you know, this was another shut up. <laughs> shut up. You know? You wanna say, you know, I used to think that you had some brains, but the more you mouth words, the less I think you got anything up there. He gave the church bonding power. He gave the church loosing power. He gave us power. He gave us power to walk this walk. Yes. He gave us power to talk this talk. But it's just not all just any old church. Just an old church. Right? Any old church. Look at your neighbor and say, any old church. Any old church. I want to take you to John chapter 15. I want to really make some friends right now out there in Radio Land. First of all, I love it when people say this. I love it when they say, I have accepted Christ as my Savior. Well, pause and let that sink in. First of all, I have never read that in the Word. Well, go ahead now. Well, thank you for being here. I have never read where to accept Christ as your personal Savior. I know they go to Romans. I know what they quote. But you've got to remember what Romans, the book of Romans was written about. Right. The book of Romans was written to the Jews who were at the church in the church in Rome. And Paul was trying to tell the Jews, before you can even be saved, you're going to have to believe that Jesus Christ came as the Messiah. Right. So if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, that Jesus is Lord, the Messiah, you'll be saved. That's what Paul was saying to the Jewish believers in Rome. Right. Now, so I know where they get that from. But here's what Jesus said. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Right. Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Yeah. And ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, and that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. He said, If the world hated you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. All right. If you are of the world, the world will love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Guess what? You're either going to be in the world or you're going to be in the church. Amen. Right. People are either going to be in or out. You can't wear great riches and a blue shirt and expect to survive in the Civil War. Because apparently and eventually somebody's going to shoot you from both sides. If you wear great pants, the Union, the Yankees... 
the old Yankees are going to shoot you. If you wear a blue shirt, the Southerners are going to shoot you. Somebody's going to get you. Are you seeing what I'm saying here? God has chosen us and called us out of the world. Right. Any old church. Look at your neighbor and say any old church. 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 Brother any old church. Yes, any old church. And so, you're just in any old church. But God says, I have called you out of the world. And if the world hates you, right. be feeling good about yourself because it hated me before it hated you. The world does not love the church. The devil does not like it that you're on the church bench today. Right. The devil does not like it that you're walking in the kingdom today. The devil does not like it that you are showing up one day at a time, one meeting at a time, one gathering at a time into the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter 1 verse 20. But while he thought on these things, being, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Right? Yeah. Fear not to take her to be thy wife. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Now watch what it says here. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people in their sins. That's not what it says. You know else catch up? He shall save his people in their sins. Nope. From their sins. Right. Anybody ever experienced from? Uh-huh. He saved me from that. Yeah. From means that's in the past. That's distant to me. That's not part of me now. From. From. He shall save his people from their sins. What are you talking about, Pastor? Well, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Look at your neighbor and say, still in the book. You're still in the still book. In the book. No, he ain't never left the book yet. Still in the book. Now the appliance consultation, that wasn't in the book. But it's the rest of it. The book says this, 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? I am so amazed at all the people in the kingdom that believe that you can do whatever you want all the time, never change, stay in your sin, go on and preach. They're going to heaven. Go on and preach a little bit. Go on now. Now, I, I was glad you guys were here. So I got to heaven. Amen. Preaching, Pastor. That's right. He says, don't fool yourselves. Yeah. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality. I wonder if Facebook's going to beat me on this. Or are thieves or great greedy people or drunkards, or are abusive, 
or cheat people, all of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Not what it says. Ooh, good word. None of these None. will inherit the kingdom of God. Oh, preach a little bit. So if you indulge in sexual sin, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. If we worship idols, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Oh, come on now. Now see, you guys, I tell you, this is what you guys are still here. You're tough. You got tough shoe leather skin. You're, really, those who commit adultery will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you're a male prostitute, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you practice homosexuality, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Oh, go on now. You won't inherit the kingdom of God. Come on. You won't inherit the kingdom of God. Yes. If you're a drunk, you won't inherit the kingdom of God. Preach a little. You won't inherit the kingdom of God. Preach a little. That's what the word says. Yeah. Preach a little. But what I don't understand and what we cannot fathom is people who go to churches. Talk about it a little bit. And they live like the Pope on Sunday because they went to church. But from Monday through Saturday, they're living with somebody that's not their spouse legally in holy matrimony. And it's okay. It's not okay. But the word says if you commit adultery, you won't inherit the kingdom of God. Yes, sir. The word says, what about those who uh, those who go out and get drunk on Friday and Saturday night and then head to church on Sunday? Come on, talk about there it. There's a couple issues here that I'd like to address. Number one is this. They have no conviction in their life about it because they haven't read the word. And the word says that if you do these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. I'll go on and preach. The other issue is this. Why is there a church that has not had enough power in it for somebody to still that to come in and feel the convicting power of the Holy Ghost? Oh, yeah. So when it comes right down to it, let's just be real and honest. Let's just be real and honest right now. You know what I'm striving for here as pastor? I'm striving for a church that when somebody walks in the door, if they're sin in your life, I want you to feel convicted. I'm striving for a church and a people that when you walk in here, if you're committing adultery, I want you to feel uneasy. If you're practicing homosexuality, I want you to feel uneasy. Why do I want you to feel uneasy? Because guess what? He did not come to save people in their sins. He said that he came yes. to save people from their sins. And it's time that people in the world realize you're going to have to get from it. You're going to have to leave it. Right. But you see, people don't want to leave it. And that is one reason, another reason why people will not come here to church. Because when you've got sin in your life, you feel like trash. I mean, if trash is rated, you are grade A, number one, trash. 
listen, I have been in situations and I messed up and I would come into the house of the Lord and I felt like trash. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there is such a thing as a beautiful piece of trash, as a top-notch, exclusive piece of trash, I felt like that. You walk in, and they start to sing. First of all, they don't have to start singing. Yeah. You just walk in. Some people won't come to church because they say, Oh, Pastor, you don't want me to come to your church. If, you, if I came to your church, your building would burn down. I said, come on. I said, let it burn down because we're going to build it again. It'll be a little different. We'll make it the way we want to. Bring it on. I said, I would love to have you and three other of your pyromaniac sinful friends come on in at the same time. Just nuke the whole thing. We'll meet under the overpass up there by FS. And in intermission, everybody go get a snack at FS and come on back. Don't be going to the slot machines. Just go get you a snack. You come in, they don't want to come in because they know they're going to feel conviction when they come in. Yeah. They know they're going to feel dirty when they come in. They know they're going to feel shame when they come in. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about when you have a genuine move of the Holy Ghost in church, when you have a people that come together that have separated themselves and they have lived in the from. We used to be this, but now I'm from that. Hallelujah. I used, I'm here now, but I'm from Maryland. What does that say? That says I'm here now, but I was there back then. Hallelujah. Back then I used to sin. Back then I used to commit adultery. Back then I used to practice homosexual acts. Back then I used to steal. Back then I used to cheat. Back then I used to be a... Oh, mistake. go on but now. guess what? I'm from that. I'm not in that. Yes. Oh, you just can't go to some in the old church. I said you just can't go to any old church. Yeah. Preach a little. But I see these churches... I see these churches and I look on their website. Yes. Yes. He wakes up, gets in his crib, stands up, pulls back the curtain and looks out, checking out the neighborhood first thing in the morning. Who's mowing grass? What dogs are running loose? Are there any squirrels or perhaps deer in the yard? Yeah. Guess what? And I look on their website, and I see people who are different pe people in these churches, and I know these people, and I know their life, and I know how they treat other people, and I'm going to say, before that person goes to that church, maybe they ought to ask so-and-so why they do this to so-and-so and everything. Well, Pastor, you're just being judgmental. No, I'm being a fruit inspector. Well, good word. I'm trying, Jimmy. I don't know what you got that phone for, but I'm trying. It's intimidating. And so, it's like, you see these churches, big old churches, and you see people in those churches that haven't changed. Right. They haven't been the, experienced the from. Yeah. They haven't experienced the difference yet. When they've been called out. They didn't accept the Lord. You see, they think that 
that they control, they think they control their whole salvation. Well, I accepted the Lord. No, the Lord chose you. Yeah. And the Bible says that whom the Lord chooses, he chastens and rebukes. That's what the word says. Right. That means the Lord is going to drop faith bombs on you. That means he's going to spank you some. Right. That means that he's going to correct you some. That means that, you know what? You're not just going to get away with everything. Well. Hallelujah. Preach a little. And so, it's like, you know, they shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So, in order to appease our consciences, we go to any old church. Oh, come on now. We go to any old church come that on. will not preach sin. That will not preach this is wrong. Oh, go that ahead. will not say that is wrong. That will not give scripture and verse. You can go to any old church. Come on now. And check it off your list. You can go to any old church and walk out and say, church is done for the week for me. Now I can live like I want to the rest of the week. One of the saddest scriptures in the Old Testament came up multiple times, especially in the book of Judges. Yeah. Yeah. It says that in between Judges, when there was a judge in Israel, Israel would have spiritual revival and renewal. Right. But when there wasn't a judge, Israel would backslide. And the Bible says that the people would do what was right. What was right in their own eyes. In their own eyes. Why? Let me ask you this. Why do we have pastors? Oh, go ahead a little bit. So we can get our steps in Sunday. Dress in a nice suit. I was going to wear a tie today. I tried three times, or ties. I couldn't get any of them And I just said for me. Actually, I just said bunny. Old Texas thing, just bunny. I threw it down and walked out. Why do we have pastors? Why do we have ministry? Why do we have a savior? He came to seek and save that which was lost. And thou shalt bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from right. their sins. Right. But we think that it, when we accept Christ on our own terms, when we accept him when we want to, then we can what we want, and we never examine what's in the closet, and we never go, oh, go ahead. what's coming from our past, and we think that we can stay where we're at, walking in the flesh, and never face the consequences of what walking in the flesh brings about. Good stuff. Now, guys, please love me today. Love me, guys. Love me. You love me. You guys back there in that back room, you got love. You're my amen corner. Right. You got to love me. I'm just telling you what the word says. Right. right. Let me tell you, any old church is not going to get you to heaven. Right. Any old church is not going to get us saved. Good word. We're going to have to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. We're going to be, we are in a marital relationship with Jesus Christ. So let's put this on a dating level. If you get married to your wife and you continue to visit your old girlfriends after you've married your wife, 
How long is this thing going to last? Huh? All right, let's think about it. She, Catherine seems emphatic about that. Not very long. But they're the throne. Betty and Bernadine and Bertha. Now you're laughing at Bertha. I know Bertha, okay? I'm telling you. But they are the thrones. Betty, Bernadine, and Bertha are the thrones. And you have married Peggy Sue. Ooh, Peggy Sue, right? You married Peggy Sue. You said, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, to death, do his part, Peggy Sue. Ooh. But that doesn't mean that you haven't left Betty Burke and Bert, Bernice. The BB sisters. How many say it's not going to last very long? Please, show of hands. Wow. How many say it could if we work on it a little bit? With a little luck, we can work this out? Huh? No? No. no. The majority said no, it's not going to work out. Why not? Well, what's the same? What's the problem? I'm married to Jesus, but I still keep visiting my old sins. Oh, go on. I'm married to Jesus, but I keep still visiting my old loves. Come on now. I'm married to Jesus, but I still keep giving my attention, not just to him, but my attention is divided now to my old lovers. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Oh, was it something I said? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Come see me sometime. They had to leave early. Johnny's got to go to work. Maybe a chaplain. He's got nine jobs. It's like horse, cat, nine lives, nine jobs. You see what I'm saying? We haven't left our old lovers. Yeah. We don't leave our old acquaintances. We don't leave our old friends. We yeah. don't leave our old, our past. And we want to have this relationship with the Lord so we go to any old church that doesn't preach that it's wrong to be going back to the past. We go to any church and find ourselves parked in. I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about people out there that go to these churches. We go there because it doesn't convict us because they don't talk about Betty. And they don't talk about Bernice. And they don't talk about Bertha. And they never bring it up. They just talk about if you'll just work in the soup line. If you'll just be this. If you'll just be kind to your neighbor. Everything's going to be alright. But Jesus Christ came to save us from our sins. He died on the cross. If that's the case, why did he even die? Yeah. If we never leave Betty, Bernice, and Bertha, All why right. do you need to die? Why do you need to die? Because I can have a relationship with him and still have a relationship with them. Good stuff. You all know people that say, I never, he preaches too hard, he's crazy. He makes you fast. Yes. Amen. I'm sorry, Captain. I know. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? I'm saying as pastor, I appreciate you all willing to put up with this. Yes. I appreciate you willing to stand and say, I'm going to be different. I'm going to change. I appreciate that. It's not easy. Johnny, it ain't easy. You've been fighting this for months, years. And the war's not over. It's one battle at a time. 
and you're doing one battle at a time, and you're doing a good job. I see you in this church. I see you doing things here. You may not, but I do. Just go over and stand beside him and get faith bombed. You want a blessing? I should even, this is this is top secret classified. In working the altars, you encounter different people. Yeah. Alright? Some people are very sensitive to the Lord. Other people aren't. So you can have somebody here. Okay? Yes. You can have somebody here seeking the Lord. And nothing's happening. Right? They're not breaking through. You can have somebody over here praying and have fallen on them. And they're just getting a blessing. You know what I'm talking about? You see people getting a blessing? Has, has anybody ever seen that? Yep. People getting blessings in the altar. So what I've done is before is I go over to this person that doesn't have the breakthrough. And I just say, keep your eyes closed and come with me. Yeah. And I put them right beside the person that the glory is coming out of the spout on. Because when the glory is coming out of the spout, you know what happens? What does it do? It splashes everywhere. Right. Do you know on how many occasions... When I bring somebody that can't get a breakthrough over and put them aside, somebody that gets a breakthrough, almost 100%, that person starts to get a breakthrough as well because it's jumping off of this one onto that one. What are you trying to say, Pastor? What I'm trying to say is find somebody in the church that's on fire and get up next to them and say, I don't know what you've got and I don't know what's happening to you, but I want to get a hold of what you're getting a hold of. Hallelujah. And let that glory begin to roll over and, explode and, uh, and spill over on you as well. Right. You can't just do this in the old church. They won't come here because of conviction. They won't come here because... The preacher preaches hard. He preaches a relationship. He preaches every day, walking with Jesus. Right. It's hard. You know why? Because our generation is so non-committal. Yeah. You know what? If you want a different job, all you got to do is go out and find one because they're out there. Because employers cannot find employees. There is a worker shortage. Now the workers who are enjoying this unemployment every week, who are enjoying all this stimulus every week, it's just like the storm. It ain't going to last always. Yeah. It's all coming to an end. Oh, I can remember when inflation, brothers and sisters, was 21%. I remember Oh boy, I remember gas lines in 1973. Oh yeah, I may be beautiful, but I am old. And I remember, oh get ready, it's going to come back again. And I tell you what, I believe too. I believe that they're going to have to fight for pew seats and pew space one of these days. 
Because I believe it's coming. There's too many dreams over this church. There's too many words of prophecy over this church. Just a year, about two years ago, Brother Michael was here. Uh, remember when his wife preached on Mother's Day? And he had a dream and he said there was a well here. And he said out of that well, water was just flowing and it was filling the whole place. With, with water and people in it. And he said the house was full of people. Amber had a dream when we was in the process of buying this building that she didn't even know why. Pastor Rhonda was still here. And she said, I don't know why, but Megan's dad was up there at the pulpit preaching. And she said the whole place was full of people. The foyer was full and there were people still trying to get in. What are you trying to say, Pastor? I'm just trying to tell you that any old church is not going to do it. But I'm here to tell you that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they Word says they shall be filled. Yes. Amen. So get ready, brothers and sisters. We're not going to have just any old church. All right. It's not going to happen here. If I got to get all my teeth pulled, which I don't want. I got my first tooth pulled. Am I losing steam? I am. Oh. I'll take it. I got my first tooth pulled a month or two ago. It's terrible. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Sister Susan got me in. Oh. Sister Susan got me in. That's Listen, good. guys, I have all my teeth. I even have my wisdom teeth. When I go to the dentist and they count 32, people look at me like, 32? I said, yes, he has them all. The wisdom teeth came in here. So here I am at my age and I have to get one pulled. You know how you have to fill out the thing. No medications, no health concerns, no problems. Right? So I did all that. Okay. Hallelujah. So I did all that. They came in and took my blood pressure. It was 157 over 111. <laughs> they said, are you okay? And I said, I'm just fine. I'm a little nervous. Because this is a, I'm glad none of those three on the back row were with me. Because they would have no sympathy for me. I, was, I said to Susan, I said, I just need, I just need a therapist and clergy. I said, I'm having issues with this. And the dentist came in and she passed me and she says, are you okay? I said, well, this is just my first tooth. I'm just a little stressed. Got a little anxiety on this thing, you know. She said, okay, you just take, you relax a little bit. We'll come back and take your blood pressure in a little bit. So about 10 minutes later, they come back and take my blood pressure. It went down. It was 155 over 109. And they said, Mr. Newman, did you fill out the form out there for medical medications? Yes. Are you sure you don't take high blood pressure medicine? I'm sure. I said, I'm just stressed. I just need a therapist and some a clergy. I am a clergy, but I need another clergy today. She said, if you're telling us the truth, we'll pull the tooth, no matter what. You, yes, I'm telling you the truth. I'm just having issues because it's my first tooth. I hate to lose it. And so, lo and behold, they took the tooth out. Guess what? God's going to do some things that we're not going to have to be stressed about. God's going to do some things that you're not going to have to worry about. Yeah. We're just going to trust him to do it. Right. But you got to remember this. 
God has called us from our sin. Right. And it's hard living like we live. Oh, it'd be easy if we just turned this into a secret-friendly church and we came here and sang some Kumbaya songs. And, you know, I preached a nice, good, friendly message. And everybody walked out. And we didn't name sin. But we're going to name sin around here because the Bible yep. names sin. Amen? We're going to name sin when sin is sin. We haven't become holy. But we want to be, does anybody want to be ready for the Lord to come? Does anybody want to go in the rapture? Does anybody want to go? If you close your eyes to death today, do you want to get out of this world and go in the glory? In the presence of the Lord. Yes, let's all stand. Let's stand and give the Lord a hand praise. Edison, let's do that. Oh, come on. Let's, we got to get anything better than that. You got to get him praise the Lord. Come on, let's go a little better. Let's do that a little better. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Guys, living for the Lord in relationship like a marriage. It's hard. Yeah. Now, I've never experienced this, but I, I've heard that there's days that you don't really even love your spouse. They're like days you like to trade them in. They probably want to do the same with you. You know what? Living for the Lord is one step at a time. Yeah. You can't go. People just can't go to any old church. They think they're going to go to any old church and make it to heaven. But that's not what it says up here. It says none of these. None. None of these. None. Is going to inherit the kingdom. Of God. Right. None of these. Right. Is going to inherit the kingdom. Right. Amen. I don't want to be in that category. Amen. Amen. I don't want to be in that category. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. I'm going to let you go. Just like that. I'm going to let you go. Because I just want you to. Let's see again what I talked about. Today. Yeah. I want you to think about what I talked about. Good word. I also want to say this. We have a major answer to prayer. He says that's time to go. He's hungry, Papa. Ginger received and was approved for permanent disability this So, we're thankful for that. And I'm not even going to use the words that she can say about it. I give her a hard time. I, I told her, I've been telling Amy over and over this weekend, I'm so thankful that she was able to get that. Amen. She deserved that. Amen. So that's good. So let's get our lives together. Yes. Let's clean our acts up. Yes. Let's pray for people who've been going to any old church. Yes. Any old church. Any old church you're going to do. This is the church. You know, the church, all the church is, is just small micro groups of the kingdom. Right. Of the kingdom. Next week, unless the Lord changes it, we're going to see who does not inherit, what other groups do not inherit the kingdom. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word today. Thank you, Lord, for your marvelous manifestation of your loving presence in this room with us. God, I just pray that you go with each family now. I pray that you go with them 
I pray that their week is full of your glory, that their week is full of your blessings, that, Lord, that our mouths would become saved and we would begin to speak the principles of the kingdom over our lives and over our families' lives. I pray, Lord, that we walk in newness of life. I pray for those, Lord, who are not here today because of work or travel and whatever, Lord. I pray for them. I pray for our onliners that, Lord, you strengthen and touch them as well. Keep your hands on us and make us ready for the coming of the Lord. But, Lord, in the meantime, make us powerful for this generation. Make us a church that's not any old church. Make us a church that God is part of the living, moving, growing, ever-expanding kingdom of God on the earth. And in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.